welcome to the Fitzest Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Deck. Um, obviously, on the last episode, we had Thomas. Um, he had Dan on from Rosemere. Um, he also had Peter on, uh, one of our clients, 77-year-old powerlifter. You may have heard about it on Rock FM or in the LEP. Uh, but if you haven't listened to that podcast, guys, go and check it out. And if you haven't donated Thomas's great cause, um, then go and donate. So today, guys, we're going to talk about FitSess being four years old and some of the highs and lows, some of the best moments and memories, and also some of the not-so-good moments and memories. And yeah, so as I do every year, uh, I like to assess and reflect on where we've been, um, reflect on the team, so we're going to give you a little bit of a rundown um, on how the team has progressed as well. Um, yeah, so let's get cracking. Um, so I always think when you assess and reflect uh, on business, whether it be a business, life, training or anything like that, it's more about the journey and the stories. So for me, what stories, journeys, memories have we made over the last few years, last year in particular, uh, what mistakes have we made, can we avoid any of those mistakes, uh, can we build on any of the memories, because you know, we can not only learn from mistakes, but you can learn from success as well. Um, so for instance, if you've had a really, really good success and something's working, then maybe try to replicate that in the future. And a lot of people don't do that with the training. Um, something might be working, but they still feel they need to train, change it. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of the first memories of FitzS. And the first one for me is always on May the 30th, Jen Key. Um, it was, I had to pick up off the landlord. It was about 8 o'clock at night, maybe half 8, because uh, I finished at 8. And I was so buzzing, um, I remember taking a picture, sending it to Steph, and I ended up going home and at the time I lived with Steph, so I was showing him the keys, we were buzzing, and went to the one and saw it the next day. And I think a lot of you will have seen the picture, or a lot of people will have seen the picture of Steph stood in the unit uh, with his arms open in that horrible blue jacket. And that was the first time that like, kind of both of us had seen it together. Uh, to us at the time, it felt absolutely massive. Uh, we were actually worried how we were going to fill it, we thought it was too big and the irony now is we're growing out of it and we really, really need some more space. It feels tiny, uh, 1,600 square foot when we got it with the mezzanine now, I think it's 2,200 square foot so, and obviously we use outside as well a lot now so, um, yeah, we definitely need some more space. But yeah, that first comp after one year, that always comes to mind as well because obviously my sister came, which was really nice for me. Um, and it was the first time that we ever did a competition. And not many gyms or independent gyms ran competitions then. Um, I had the idea of running a competition because we used to do it at my old gym in Bury and in Manchester. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And it gave me a sense of purpose to my training where I could like, have a little mini in-house competition and sometimes for a lot of people that's you know the pinnacle of their training sometimes it's their first time they'll ever try powerlifting uh, and I know a lot of people that tried it that day and then carried on like Kath for instance uh, really enjoyed it thrived under that environment and then took it on to her training um, and then she's competed in a lot more uh, competitions since then for us so I think that's absolutely fantastic um, and then off afterwards we went to Tangs and I always remember Sam singing and everyone just having a good time and the food was really good and we were all crammed into this little room singing, it was pretty good though. I think about 60 people came to the competition 
probably less than 60 mil, like 50. And then about 30 of us went to Tangs, it was really good. Good food, good atmosphere, really, really poor singing. Uh, Andrew and Jackie came, Fraser came, me, Fraser and Steph sang, Steph sang a lot. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, Linda came, <clears throat> she was really good at singing, to be fair, she enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good environment and atmosphere. But after that, so that was one year in, um, we just finished the mezzanine as well, uh, which was really, really difficult. Like, talk about high points and then obviously it was a, a huge low because obviously part of building the mezzanine meant me breaking my back, being really injured for a long period of time. Um, obviously, I didn't envisage spending so much money on it and it was really, really difficult. Um, it made funds really tight at the time uh, and a client that everyone knows and loves really helped me out at the time called James and without that guy we probably wouldn't have the gym you know uh, it was really tight money was tight uh, you know it cost us like an extra £9,000 £10,000 to build a mezzanine and envisage because I was doing a lot of the work and I wasn't able to do it and it also taught me a lot of lessons like I thought I could do everything I thought I could train the same, I thought I could run the business, I thought I could still do my 40 hours of PT. And I think anyone looks at how we do things now, it's very different. We get professionals in for every job, so I'm not doing everything. Like I remember every single weekend, as soon as we shot on a Saturday and Sunday, I was drilling holes, putting all the bolts into all the uprights were put in by myself. And Steph helped as well. Um, so that was crazy, it was a really hard thing to do. Um, and then we got basically got a joiner and an engineer to come and finish it all off and it looks amazing. It's done is amazing. So glad we did it. But at the time that was a really, really hard time for us. But um followed by that we had our first birthday, which was fantastic, where we did the competition and then went to Tangs. Um, and then I'd say like another great memory was just after that, maybe a year after that. Yeah, a year after that we all went to Italy in 2019. And that was really, I really enjoyed that retreat. Uh, we went with a lot of clients, a lot of clients that had been with me for a long time as well, like Calf and Sam. Uh, a couple of Steph's clients came, like Margaret came, uh, Thomas came, which was good. So yeah, it was a really fun time. We all had a great time in 2019 in Italy. Um, and hopefully we get to go again this year in 2021. And we're already planning 2022, so that's exciting. Couldn't go in 2020 due to lockdown. Um, but that brings on to our next bit, like obviously like in 2020 we got to live in the gym, we were all shut in March, um, which at first was really scary uh, as a business owner, we didn't know what the future held, we didn't know how long the gym would last, if it would last, if it would reopen, uh, there was a lot of variables to go into it, um, but we decided to live in there, it was actually Tom's idea, he was like why don't we just live in the gym if we get put in lockdown, and we were like oh right, well have a think about it and I think we all me, Steph and Tom went to Coco's, came back, watched the news and then we were like, oh, we better go move into the gym then. So we moved in the next day and <laughs> I remember picking Tom up and it was like his dad thought he was going to uni or something because he's like hugging him and all his bedding and his fridge and his PS4 and everything was going in the car, it was pretty funny really. Uh, Tom brought the essentials, just his PlayStation, his chair, TV, and one pair of boxes for three months. Yeah, that was pretty funny. 
Uh, and we really enjoyed it. Nave came, um, me, Steph, Nave, Tom lived in the gym for three, four months, something like that. And it was really good. And our clients were really supportive. They sent us care packages, uh, lovely messages, lots of food as usual. We had a great time. Uh, obviously, we renovated the gym quite a lot as well. Um, but yeah, there was like, some really funny moments where <laughs> Tom was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll train in an hour. And this was like, maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning. And then uh, I was like, oh T, are you training still today? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it in an hour. This was like 6, 7 o'clock at night. And then it got to like 11 p.m. and he was like, oh shit, I've missed training. Uh, and there was, there was another one that was quite funny where he just basically forgot to go outside for three days because yeah, he just, that was lockdown. People struggled and deal with it in different ways. Uh, but yeah, we had a right laugh. We basically, each person got to pick a different movie every night. And Steph and Tom had some of the most questionable films I've ever seen in my life. One of them was called Euro Trip from Steph, and it looked like it had been filmed on iPhone 3 uh, with a budget of 20 quid. And it was a very, very poor film. But Tom topped it with the winner. If anyone ever seen Midsummer, well, you'll understand how poor that film is. Some weird pagan film that Tom had got us to watch. Uh, but me and Nave picked pretty solid films pretty much throughout, and uh, we really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it was good fun. Got lots of training in. Um, Obviously, in lockdown, we started thinking about these podcasts um, and ways to grow the business. And like we, it was a, it was a really good time again to reflect and assess where we were up to. So it was quite good for us, really. But some of the things that like it really hindered was obviously like the momentum. Um, and again, I try not to be too negative, um, but it was a real worrying time as an owner of a business of a gym to be shut and not see. Where, where the next step is or where we were going to come out of lockdown and obviously when we did come out of lockdown it was still with harsh restrictions and I think a lot of people don't understand the sort of weekly dialogue and emails with the police and with environmental health and Preston Council and just everything we had to do with the council like it was such a it took a looking back now it took a really big toll on myself and the team as a whole like we were visited by the police on a number of times, a number of occasions, and I think that really, really got to people. Um, especially if we were just like running videos or if we were just doing some content, and the police, like I think we paid like four visits in a day. Things like that really, really hit the team hard, and you know, fair play to everyone for getting through that. But uh, yeah, um, trying to think like what else was a really good memory. Uh, I think that year we decided that we were going to, after lockdown, um, even though we'd lost a lot of momentum, the gym was still thriving and getting really busy. Um, and a few of the people that are close to me, we came in the gym at like 11 o'clock at night some nights, and on the whiteboards we'd draw up all the plans of how the gym will progress and the new GT and the education centre. And these things started to come to fruition, and this is where the plan started this time last year, really. Um, about how we grow and it, as always it comes from reflection um, and yeah no I, I think for me that was really nice that we spent a couple of weeks kind of as a team going through how we push the gym forward and I you know sounds silly but there were little moments for me where coming in the gym at 11 12 o'clock in the morning and going through on the whiteboards with everyone how we get forward how we move forward and what we can do to be better as a gym and really stick out in my mind 
Um, and then just after that, that summer, um, so last summer, uh, we basically uh, ran a summer party indoors in the gym. And although I would never do it again because of the chaos and the mess it left, that summer party was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, Salvatore did all the food, which was really good. Uh, everyone bought their own little snacks and some sort of contribution, which was amazing from everyone. And I just think it was really nice. Everyone bonded. It was nice that we all got to spend it together. The weather was great. We played Twister. A lot of people got drunk. Uh, and it was, you know, just a good atmosphere. All our clients that had supported us through lockdown were really, really helpful. And it was just nice as well, like, to see everyone again after lockdown. Um, and then I think it was Christmas that Martin pulled the 300. And I don't think people understand the amount of hard work that goes into pulling 300. But for me, to have someone in the gym that pulled 300 kilos who I was coaching was a massive, massive thing for me. Um, it was just a huge moment for the gym, for Martin himself. And I don't think people understand how much toll and pressure and sh like just sheer force goes through your body when you pull something like that. Like it took a lot for him to do that, and it was an amazing achievement. Um, and I don't know when the next person will pull 300. I think it will be Tom and his suit, but I don't know when someone will pull 300 raw again. Um, and in fact, I know it will be Tom in his suit in August. Uh, and then after Martin pulled his 300, we had our Christmas party, which was pretty epic. But as a team, um, we kind of all... I ordered Chinese, we all sat down, uh, all the staff and then people who have supported us through the year, like Lucy and Kath and everyone came, it was really nice. Um, and we, we just had a really, really good fun. Uh, we did Secret Santa, um, we give each other presents, like it was just a nice way to end the year for 2020 because it had been a tough year. Uh, like I said, like people felt the pressure. Um, of COVID, they felt the pressure of isolation, they felt the pressure of um, being under scrutiny from the local council and the police and everything like that. So for me, I think the team to relax and have a nice party in the gym and it, it went really well. You know, I think it was really good. Nice for me. I'll remember that moment and that Christmas party for a long time. Um, the Christmas party in 2019 was pretty good as well. We went to the cow shed, they did awesome food and we had an awesome Christmas party. Um, but for this year, the best memories and moments for me, um, Mads consistently trying that 25 clean and then eventually getting it. Because we put, she puts a lot of hours in, she grafts really, really hard, she was very dedicated, and with no kind of, she, she basically, I'll give you a little bit of a backstory to it, she failed the 25 clean the week before as a top set, and we left it there, she had one attempt, failed it, moved on. Because with a youngster, you want to make sure that you are breeding as much confidence as possible. So we don't want her to fail too often. Anyway, we, we previous uh, the next week, um, obviously she'd finished a weightlifting block, so she was on a bit of a strength block, and we were doing deadlifts. And she got up to 25 quite comfortably um, for sets of eight. And she went, this is the way I failed last week. And I said, yes, it is. She went, can I have a look clean it? And she had a go and she failed a few times and she was like, I'm never going to get this weight. And I said, well, if you think like that, you never will. And she asked, could she go down in weight? And I was like, your session's finished, like, it's up to you. If you want to keep going up, 
I'll load the bar for you and we'll, we'll sort it out. Anyway, we moved away from putting 25 onto a technique bar and we moved onto a women's bar. And it just that difference, she thought the weight went down and it hadn't. We still put 25 on it. And the little girl just stayed there, grafted for about a good hour. And eventually she got it. And just to see her mindset, she remembered everything that Tom and myself had coached her with. The process, the setup was exactly the same. And it was really touching because she was looking at the phone at the pictures of a family and a dog, things that really meant stuff to her. And she really wanted that lift. And I'll be honest, I was nearly crying. Like, that was amazing. Um, some other good stuff uh, this year, like Fraser hitting his 200 kilogram squat uh, in competition. Uh, he really wanted it. He really grafted for it. He consistently trained for a good period of time, like, like a good year. And he got his just rewards. He really, really wanted it. And a lot of the time, Fraser doesn't believe in himself. And I'm usually the one who believes in him the most. But on this one occasion, he was the one who believed in himself more than me. And fair play to him. He knew it had it in the tank and it was quite a comfortable lift, really. So it's always good to see him succeed. And I want him to succeed. Um, but definitely the most kind of touching moment of this year for me was uh, when we were full again in the gym. And again, a lot of things went into me being, I think it was like two to three days after we opened again. I think it was like the 15th of April. We opened on the 12th. It was like the Wednesday. And the gym was back to basically full capacity. Like every bay was being used. We were full on the platforms. It was buzzing. And the gym atmosphere was just cracking. People were having a good laugh. Everyone was loving each other's company. They were loving training. And every coach was happy. And for me, that was a big moment because we've gone through, what, a year, 13, 14 months of just pure uncertainty and just people worrying. And it was really hard. Like We've had a lot of difficult conversations with staff. We've had difficult conversations with accountants, uh, payroll and things like that. Like, it was a really, really hard year for us. And that was the moment that it felt like things were getting back to normal. And obviously, since then, we haven't had any kind of interference or drastic interference from COVID um, and I think it felt a weight from the staff as well like I know Nikki and George and Fraser really really felt that weight because we just you know no matter even if we were just working in the gym or we were filming videos or training in the gym you know we were worried and we had people coming in checking on us consistently it just wasn't nice the business part the environment that we were around people were shut uh, and you could tell people's relationships were getting fractures outside of the gym because we had a lot of people messaging us uh, that how they were struggling mentally, so it was hard that we couldn't help them. We had people on the business park who were just getting angry with each other, like one day a fight broke out. And I think that was down to COVID just, you know, really getting to people. So for everyone to be back in the gym was actually really emotional for me. Uh, and it reminded me why I opened the gym in the first place. But Something more recently that's been really nice for me personally has been having my sister and Aura in the gym on a consistent basis. Like everyone's really nice to Aura, so I really appreciate that. And everyone's just so giving of their time, so we'll help in any way we can, in any way we can. Um, and it's just nice to see, you know, this eight month old baby uh, every single day, you know, a couple of times a week. Um, and obviously, we've got lots more memories to make in the gym. Uh, on the 1st, we will be four years old, so 1st of July. Uh, second, Pish is doing nationals with a couple of clients. Uh, and that's big for him, and it's also big for the gym. And I think he'll do really well. 
And so it's a national national level British weightlifting uh, competition. So that's amazing. Uh, on the third, we have our annual powerlifting competition, uh, our summer one. Uh, got high hopes for a lot of lifters. Sam, Georgia, LJ, Don. Uh, I think we'll do really, really well. Uh, and I think it'll be good. It won't be as it won't have as many people as it usually does because the standards are getting a little bit higher. Um, so it's not as per se for every client. Um, and I think one thing that I'm looking at is to do one for beginners and one for more people who are competitive or want to compete. So kind of differentiate them. I'd like to do them all together, but I think the time is coming when we need to separate them. And then we'll run our first ever in-house weightlifting comp. Um, so we did a British weightlifting comp um, a few months ago. Last year, might be last year, and this yeah was last year, and then this one will be our first one where we're going to judge it. We're going to have the winners, the real winner, etc., etc. And I think that will be amazing. Um, some other things we've got to look forward to is Italy twenty twenty one. Um, so this year and Italy twenty twenty two, hopefully, we have the start of the education centre. Uh, we have the expansion of Waynice, uh, which is getting up quite a few developments over the next six months. Maybe we have the British weightlifting qualification starting uh, this year, which is fantastic for us and a great achievement. Uh, we have our Christmas comps, uh, which I'm excited for. Hopefully we'll be able to do a Christmas party as well. Uh, we have the growth of BBA with a new coach potentially coming on board um, and more equipment arriving. Uh, we have the potential of a new facility, which we've talked about a lot and is proving very difficult to get over the line um, and difficult to find exactly what we want, but I'm more experienced now and I'll be more patient. Um, and you know, I think we've got to also look forward to the progression of every single staff member because as well as reflecting on the gym and the business and myself, I reflect on the amazing team we've got together now. Um, so like if we look at someone like Steph, um, who's been there from the absolute start, from helping me bring all the equipment into the back of the sprint van and then dropping off at the gym, you know, I think he's literally been there every step of the way, he was in there the next day, uh, he helped me clear the whole unit out, he just, you know, he was there every single day for the first year, two years, and it wouldn't be there where it is now without him, so I think he's grown a lot, uh, for instance, when he first started, he was just Stefan Ball PT, he kind of didn't really do anything on social media, uh, he just kind of came in, PT'd a little bit, went home. But now he's this mind, body, and confidence. He really branded himself well. He's found more of his passion. And I remember two years ago, me and him went on a uh, like a course where we really, really worked on our definition of our business. And by that, I mean like why we do it, what our passion is, and where we want to go. And for me, Steph has grown the most. He's, he's just been absolutely fantastic. Um, and I see him being really, really big and doing really big things in the industry. Um, and you know sometimes it's not always your wins that, that are important it's your failures and he's done a few things where has not quite worked on social media whether it be like a social media group whether it be uh, an online training portal or whether it be um, the strength series but he's grown from them and learned from them and I think it's made him a much better coach and personal trainer um, but like if, if I go I'll go through the whole team because I feel like it's unfair to leave anyone out but Someone like Nikki who joined the team on a part-time basis literally just to help me out with paperwork to start with. Um, she made herself an essential uh, part of the team really, really quickly just with her skills of custom face, 
customer facing side of the business and uh, just pioneering a lot of changes in the gym, setting standards and procedures and protocols in place. You know, that was that kind of like a woman's touch I needed to help me grow. Uh, so I'm very much a doer where Mickey's kind of makes sure that things are settled properly and done in the correct procedure and the correct way and just doing them consistently. And it, you know, it's been a massive weight off my shoulders. Uh, I can leave with the gym. It can, you know, for the first two, two and a half, three years, I ran the gym every single day, seven days a week. Couldn't leave it without, you know, worrying about it. Um, and for the first two or three years, if I was away, Calf or Fraser and Steph as a team would help run the gym. But talking about like bad moments and like downsides, like I remember going on holiday and just having massive anxiety in 2017 and 2018, just really, really struggling with leaving my business. And that's, you know, it's, it's my fault. I hadn't set things up properly. I didn't set things up in a way that the business runs itself. I made myself too much of an essential cog in the component that is the machine in the gym. And for me, um, it's much better now. Like I can literally take a week off and not have to worry. And yeah, I think that's down to the staff. It's down to setting protocols, procedures, and people don't understand that about business. Like I didn't understand when I first went into it. I was like 22. I had no idea what business had. And you know, it's been the best learning curve of my life, but it's also been the most challenging learning curve. And for all the highs, there's been twice as many lows, let me tell you now. And for me, I'm immensely proud of the gym of where it is, but I'm more proud of the team that we've built. And I think it's a cracking team. And, you know, I think, like, I'm going to go for every member of staff, like I said, but I think that will show you how proud I am of the team. Like I said, Nikki has made herself an essential and is the one person I trust the most with the gym because uh, she has made herself that much of an essential part of it. Um, and obviously Tom has been with us the I think second or third most longest. Been there like two and a half years now, maybe nearly three. Um, and what can I say? The boy's a genius. Um, he goes from strength to strength. Um, but it hasn't always been that way. Uh, like I said, lockdown, we really struggled. So much to the point where I didn't think there was he was going to come back and work for the business after lockdown because he was just in such a bad place. Um, we just the relationship between me and Tom really broke down, um, and we've had them challenges. And a lot of people don't know this, but when we when Tom first started, and people always ask me this, why on earth did I hire this crazy kid? He turned up, and I've told this bit when he turned up for the interview. Um, I think in a real long like biker jacket or something, that kind of jeans, t-shirt, custard creams and Pringles in hand. Um, but he interviewed really well and he actually came up in conversation the other day of like why on earth did I hire him why did Tom turn up like that and Tom was just straight up I didn't want to give a false impression of myself and at no point has Tom ever give that he's always just been himself and I think that's one of his strengths and a lot of people perceive it as a weakness but when he came in his CV was fantastic he spoke really well but what sold me the most was the way he went about his trial his trial session with Calf was very rough around the edges. He ended up doing about 45 minutes to an hour on just the strict press movement. And for a coaching session, that's fine. But for a personal training session, which is what he wanted to do, it was really poor. And Tom actually came on board as a social media uh, assistant, a social media admin. Um, and it quickly became apparent that his passion didn't lie there. So he really helped us with the business develop that side but his passion lies in coaching still but his references 
and this is the bit I haven't told anyone, we were really poor. So much to the fact that when I rang one of his references, he called him a crazy Viking knobhead. Um, but I just saw a quality coach and I knew by reading his CV and reading what their reference were, the reference was really poor. Basically, they just said he couldn't manage a diary. Uh, he couldn't manage his own time. He didn't like booking clients in. They always saw a person who was not good enough. And what I saw is someone who, if we equipped correctly and managed correctly, would be a great success. And that's what we have now. We have what I always call my boy wonder. Um, brilliant, such a good coach, huge asset to the business. Um, he continues to set the standard, not just in his training, but also coaching and coaches coming through. Um, he was a rough diamond and he's getting better and better by the day. Um, so much to the point that he is just such a great asset to the business. Like, like I said, I've said it before, Tom really helps everyone. Uh, whether George needs a little bit of help, whether any of the coaches have questions, very regular me, Pish and Tom get into a debate about coaching cues, which is fantastic. We're all very subjective, we're all very objective, sorry. And we really, really kind of push that standard and make sure it's as high as possible. And Tom is a huge contributing factor to that. Not only that, as he started the Barbell Academy, uh, which is the most successful class and programme we run at the gym. And it's expanded a lot. But we will always owe it to Tom that he started that and he started that through his pure passion and his knowledge. And he really, really was passionate about it and wanted to develop it. And all we had to do was provide him that platform. Um, and that boy will go really far. And he will could be and should be and will be one of the best coaches probably this country's ever seen. So I think, you know, there's very, very high hopes for him. Um, and obviously he has very high ambitions for his strong man. Uh, career and I think if we can get him competing sooner rather than later that career could come to fruition and he could do really well um, and then we go on to someone who obviously is very close to my heart Fraser um, best part about lockdown in 2020 was Fraz coming back um, he's helped, he helped me so much in 2017 and 18 set up the business but he also hindered me a lot um, he saw it a little bit in the early years as a bit of a jolly a uh, little bit of a laugh uh, but it was jobs where like we were putting up um, him and Steph were putting up some wall balls targets and they painted it on the floor but they painted it on an angle so all the white lines were like on these dodgy angles they used to do stuff like that all the time and then they were putting up the boards and they just thought oh let's leave the screws out it doesn't matter if they're hanging out a little bit and then obviously the wall balls were catching them and ripping so he was doing murdering but I think people have heard this before, but the, the, the final straw was coming back from a really important meeting and the whole gym just being left open, unlocked, shut up, no one in the gym, because them two just forgot to lock it. But since then, he's come back in 2020 and he's really matured, he's made himself a really reliable member of the team. Um, and people obviously can see he's a little bit rough around the edges, but there's big things to come from him. His knowledge is there and he's really made himself uh, learn a lot more. He really made himself an essential part of the coaching team and he's going to be my business partner as we grow and develop into a big facility and I think he will be great. You know, I think he'll do really well but only he'll be able to decide that. Um, Nath has been with us, he started 
2019 towards the back end, I think it was like October, November, December time, he started coming in. Um, so obviously he's had a really hard time because most of his career has been up and down with COVID, stop start, which is never nice for a PT, but he's built himself a really, really good client base, you know. Someone asked me uh, about Nafe the other day, they were like, oh, how's Nafe going on? And I was just like, fantastic coach, great guy. And I would say he's the most natural personal trainer we have in the gym, uh, close followed by Steph. But his, the way his personality is, the way he sets up his coaching, he is a great personal trainer. And personal training and coaching is different. Personal training is more personal. Nathan's so much better than that, better than most of us at that. He really, really sets a high standard of that. Um, he's our best all-around coach, and he could go really far. I can see Nathan doing something where he's on TV, talking about personal training. Uh, I, can, I want him to be part of our education center to educate the next level of personal trainers uh, because I think he sets a really, really good standard. And he can really bring on coaches and he can help them with their personality, how to get it out there, how to become personable with the client, which is really important to build a relationship. Uh, and I think he could really help me with that. You know, he's one of the best there. His social media skills are fantastic. Like I said, he's a great all-around coach. He's always learning whether it be his business, his marketing, he's always throwing himself in, whether it be out of his comfort zone or whatever it is, he sets that standard. He listens to people and takes that information on really well and actions it really well as well. Um, and obviously Sister G, she started in April this year. Um, little superstar. Uh, doesn't have all the knowledge yet, you know, being 17, but what she lacks in knowledge, she makes up in enthusiasm um, and spirit, and she's a fantastic team member. She really, really drives that standard high. Uh, her coaching is developing more rapidly than any coach we've ever had before. Um, at an alarming rate. Uh, so much to the point where we are kind of thinking of progressing a little bit quicker. But then I have to remember she's 17 and we kind of slow it down a little bit just to make sure that that foundation is as solid as possible. Her training is going really well um, and she's just a great member of the staff and fantastic personality as well around the gym. Um, she's wise beyond her years and will go really far. You know, I, I say to her all the time, she could be the best coach. She has to apply herself. She has to develop that knowledge and experience. And if she does, in 10 years' time, when she's my age, she will be 10 times the PT coach I am. It's the way she develops her knowledge and her experience in that time. Um, obviously, Tish um, is a newest member of staff. We started in April as well, just after Georgia. Um, I'd say he actually started very slowly. He was recommended by Georgia, the Italian Georgia Gymnastics. He was recommended as part of our weightlifting team. He was very quiet and slow to start. Um, I was actually quite worried about him. A couple of people were like, oh, he doesn't really fit into the team, not very outgoing, a bit introverted in the gym, which a lot of us are actually are introverts, but in the gym you've got to be a little bit extrovert. Um, but he's really taken BBA and coaching to the next level. He's a fantastic team member and a very, very good squash player. Um, and he's really come out of his shell. And I think that shows, you know, if you're patient with a staff member, um, you can really see where that role fits within your business. And for us, he started doing some education on a Friday, which is fantastic. For me, he's been helping with my marketing, and he does a really good job of it. Um, and I think we work really well as a team, me and Pish. And the best thing about Pish is he's really honest. He's not afraid to come in the office and go, Deck, I want a rise. Uh, Deck, I want this for BBA. And sometimes I have to tell him to F off. Sometimes I have to tell him to uh, watch his line. But other than that, I'd rather have those honest conversations with people. And I think that's a really good way to have a relationship with a staff member. Um, but on myself, I think, obviously, 
from a 22 year old deck open gym I've developed massively mainly patience um, and managing my emotions because I was overly protective of the gym for the first few years as you would be and it's funny now you see it with Fraser where if like he bought some equipment uh, for the barbell academy that we're opening um, the new unit he's really protective of that equipment he's like have you cleaned it don't do that with it make sure you put it back right and that's what I was like and then you just have to remember that's gym equipment um, but I've always had a air of confidence and a swagger about my ability as a coach but now it's more of a certainty um, and my coaching has really developed and I'm still developing and learning which for me is important um, but yeah you know, in terms of reflection um, I've got an amazing team really happy um, with how the gym is going and the way that the business is going shout out to all the friends and clients that have helped over the last four years it's been a huge huge help like there's a lot of unsung heroes behind the scenes that people don't know about that have really helped me in the dark horrible times of the gym like I said Caps had to help a lot in the first couple of years like just coming in with DIY David Steph's clients helped a lot coming in and helping us um, James Tom's client used to be my client he helped a lot at the start um, and just really really good people and recently Lucy has helped a hell of a lot setting up all our policies and procedures for the education centre um, and it was actually the reason why I'm doing this podcast someone actually asked me like um, where is the gym now are you happy with it and I said it's, it's great to assess and reflect to where we are as a team uh, but whether it's life, training or business, it's all about the process, the journey and the stories. And that's what made me share some of the stories and part of the journey, guys. It's all about the process. Every little risk, every little laugh, every little cry, win, failure or success, it's all about the journey and the story and the memories that are made. Um, and there's many more memories to come, guys. If you could, as always, help us out, guys. Tag us on your story. Maybe shout out your favourite moments and memories and maybe, maybe the journey continues.